Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Welcome back yet again. This is episode seven. I'm so excited to get into the tens. This is the week three preview. And unless you didn't know, I am a Dolphins fan. And I have invented a rule for this podcast and any podcast that I create. Going further, it will start and end with Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Just so you know. So if you're not a Dolphins fan, I'm not going to tell you not to listen, but I'm just giving you a heads up. But anyways, let's get on to this episode. It should be a quickie. I wrote down the notes today after work. Let's get into this Thursday night football. I'm recording afterwards. I did not prioritize last week and the week before. I did like a review of the week coming up um, before Thursday night. But this week it was the battle of the mids, you know, the Steelers, the Browns. No offense, my boy Larry, you know, all the other Steelers regulars that I have. You know, I, I know some Browns fans, too. You know, I shit them out every day. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't a great game, but it wasn't um, not entertaining. It did go down to the wire, a lot of reviewing, a lot of commercials at the end because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. The game did end. It was 23-17. to 17. The Steelers got to kick their field goal. They went for the onside kick and... Whatever, someone's offsides. I think it was George Pickens, even though he had an amazing catch. If you did not see George Pickens' amazing catch, you should have seen it by now unless you don't have social media. It was a beautiful catch, like, you know, reminiscent of OBJ in his rookie season, but it wasn't for a touchdown. It might have helped. But it was a beautiful catch nonetheless. Um, Pittsburgh might be in trouble. I thought they were in trouble anyways. I don't think the answer... Is Kenny Pickett. Like, I don't think Kenny Pickett steps into this offense and all of a sudden, like, unless there's something there that we don't know, you know, and he comes out and he's godsend. But the thing is, to me, if he was, you know, so great already that all these fans are calling, oh, start Pickett, start Pickett. And the coaching staff would have seen it already and been starting him by now. You know, they don't have time to waste you know they're not going to sit here and have him on the bench to develop you don't develop players that are ready right now you know what i mean the only teams that start players that aren't ready right now are you know hashtag the dolphins like you look at ryan Tannehill. i know ryan Tannehill always fake and you know look at him now he's not that good ryan Tannehill is top four winning quarterback in the last three four seasons go look it up i don't care Oh, well, it's because he has Derrick Henry, and then and the old lines played well, and he had A.J. Brown. Okay, guess what? It's because he knows how to do his job well. And when he has his players failing around him, it makes him look worse. A.K.A. when he was on the Dolphins. 
anyways, just to look at, um, I don't have like segments to break down, right? I'm going to go through up our matchup of the week and dog match of the week later on. But for Thursday night, Virgil started Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was 12 for 47, 12 rushes for 47 yards in case, you know, you're stupid or something. Then he had three receptions for 14 yards, ended up with 9.1 points. Kareem Hunt got a lot of, you know, um, red zone carries, you know, towards the end, uh, Nick Chubb. It's funny, you could call it a Nick Chubb vulture because it was like six straight plays that Kareem Hunt was on the field, and all of a sudden it was either, you know, third and goal, fourth and goal with inches to go. They threw in Chubb, he jumps over the line, leans backwards, gets a touchdown. To me, it's not a vulture. And I mean, to most people, it's not a vulture because Nick Chubb is a starting running back. He is the running back for that team. Kareem Hunt comes in for these passing plays and all his run plays, he just looks, you know, atrocious. That's why he ends up with 12 for 47. Nick Chubb, and I don't even. Yeah, Nick Chubb right here. 23 rushes, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Like, come on. Um, And then Calvin started him. I have uh, Nick Chubb in another league, so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to shit on Nick Chubb right now for Calvin. Um, Hopefully I don't have to lock Calvin's team, but that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, Nick Chubb definitely had a, a decent day. He could have had better with the amount of touches that he had, but this is the way this offense works right now. And, I mean, they did it in a way that led to them having a victory. So the Browns can't be upset about it. So I'm not going to be upset about it either. Like I just said, 23 rushes, 113 yards, a touchdown. That's the reason I took him in the second round of my other league. Like, he is just he's just solid. You know, you can count on him. He's, in a sense, touchdown dependent. Just because he doesn't get that wide receiver work or pass catching work since Kareem Hunt is there. But, I mean, I don't know. I know it's only week two, but I was calling it before the season. I really do see Kareem, I really do see Kareem Hunt getting moved on down the line. Like, you know, other teams out there really needing that, uh, that running back work and capabilities that Kareem Hunt provides. And you already have Nick Chubb, who is a solid RB1 NFL or fantasy-wise. Carlos had Deontay Johnson. I also have De- Deontay Johnson in another league. Deontay Johnson caught eight of his 11 targets for 84 yards. He ended up with 16.4 points. Beautiful, amazing turnout. Can't complain about that. Angel started Najee Harris. That was his first-round pick. Najee Harris rushed the ball 15 times for 56 yards. Um, the Steelers were down a lot during the game, so I can understand why he only ended up with 15 carries, which actually is not a small number, you know? Like, he did get his fair share of carries. Um, only having those 56 yards is definitely a little disappointing, but he did wind up with a rushing touchdown. And then he had three targets, three receptions, five yards. That's, you know... At shades of Ben Roethlisberger, you know, those receptions and targets that he was getting as a dump off. But when you're in a full PPR league like we are in, those really do amount to some game-winning points here and there. Unfortunately, Najee Harris did have a fumble. The fumble is minus two points. He wound up with 13.1, which could have been 15.1, but 13.1 isn't bad. 
but it is bad when it is your first round pick. So I'm sorry, Angel. The people who know me know that I was discounting Najee Harris before the draft. So I'm really not that sorry because I wouldn't have taken him in the first round, to be honest. Frank had the Muth, Pat Fryermuth, started uh, week one, week two, touchdowns in each week. His volume wasn't high, but turning in a touchdown, especially how bad the tight ends have been this year so far, it's a high-value tight end. But this week, he only turned four targets into two receptions, 41 yards. And, I mean, it's, you know, he had to come back down to earth at some point. He's not going to catch a touchdown every week because if he caught a touchdown every week, he wouldn't, you know, I'm not even going to say he'd be the best tight end in the league. He'd just be Jesus Christ. He'd be Moses. I don't know, Jordan. He'd be, um, I don't know. I just, it would be otherworldly. I mean, even Travis Kelsey in his prime isn't catching a touchdown every week. I mean, if you ask Virgil, Travis Kelsey's a bust this year. But at the same time, if you ask Virgil, Skylar Thompson should be the starter for the Dolphins. So you shouldn't have some anything anyways. Moving on, Amari Cooper, another strong week. I mean, I wasn't high on Cooper, and I know a lot of people weren't either. But I did say at the beginning of this season that I thought Amari Cooper was definitely a steal in the draft. A high-value pick to get later on. Back-to-back weeks, breaking over 100 receiving yards, even if it's by one yard. This week, he caught 7 of 11 targets at 101 yards for one touchdown. Super solid. Frank should be happy. Definitely not happy with uh, Firemuth uh, performance, but Amari Cooper definitely stepped in and made some big plays. I'm not going over defense and kickers because defense and kickers to me are a waste of fantasy football. Now, I move forward to the dog match of the week. This week's dog match of the week is Carlos versus Luigi. Carlos has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins going up against the Jets, hoping that Joe Burrow can turn his season around. He's starting off 0-2. Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times in the first two games. It was my mistake. I said that their O-line was better. He got Lyle Collins, La L, La Ale. I don't know how you pronounce his name. He came out when he got signed to the Bengals. He made a public statement saying, I'm your personal security guard now. Well, you suck, bro. You're trash. Because this dude has been sacked way too many times in his first two games. It reminds me of Tannehill when he was on the Dolphins and everybody hated Tannehill. And he was getting sacked six times a game. This is Fucking disgusting, bro. It is the New York Jets. Their defense has not been that fucking great. Their offense, led by Joe Flacco, has been pretty good. But I'm assuming this is a get-right game, just like how Aaron Rodgers, week one, lost to the Vikings, got to play, you know, the Bears, week two. Sunday night football, for some reason, should definitely have been a one o'clock game. But he got to play him Sunday Night Football, and that was his get-right game. This might be Joe Burrow's get-right game. I mean, if the Bengals started at 0-3, I mean, just throw everything out the window at this point. Then you got Luigi hoping that George Kittle gets back. They're playing against Denver. Jimmy G is in there starting, as we've already alluded to in the past episode. 
Hopefully George Kittle can bring some life to Luigi's team. Derrick Henry is going against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, it's just the way this Tennessee offense has been ran right now, they feel like they're out of sorts. Their team is not that much different. I know they lost A.J. Brown, but A.J. Brown's been dinged up every year that he's been in the league. They added Robert Woods. They have Traylon Burks. They have Josh Gordon, I guess, you know, like, you know, R.I.P. Josh Gordon for this marijuana fucking bullshit. But hopefully Derrick Henry can at least put up a reasonable amount of points playing against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders didn't blow a 20-0 lead to lose to the Cardinals. So I could see it happening. Then Luigi has Justin Herbert. Hopefully he can get back, get healthy. I mean, it wasn't a broken rib. It's broken cartilage or a tear in his cartilage. It's very, you know, it's all about the semantics, how you want to look at it. You know, he didn't hurt himself, not hurt himself, or he got hurt last week, stayed out for one play because that was the rule in the NFL that when you're down and hurt and take your helmet off that you must miss at least one play, came back in, couldn't run the extra couple yards to get that first down. Then it was fourth down. He throws a fucking laser beam, puts them in scoring position. Then they score. Of course they lose. But don't forget that before he was injured, he threw a 99-yard pick six that if Tua threw a 99-yard pick six that put them in the position to lose the game, they would talk about how trash he was. But Justin Herbert does it, and then he gets hurt. And those are touchdown after. Good for him. Still loses the game, and the whole fucking world is talking about how great he is. Whatever. Now I'm on to the match of the week. This week's match of the week, back-to-back weeks for Kyle, is Kyle versus Jordan. Jordan has a very good team, unlikely to most of us. It's only week three, but he does have a good team. Kyle is 2-0. Jordan is 1-1. Kyle has 274 points through these two weeks. Jordan has 291 points through these two weeks. Kyle has Mahomes playing Indianapolis. If Indianapolis defense plays the same way they played against Trevor Lawrence last week, Mahomes might have a great game. CMC, I know I talked about how it's important for him to stay off the injury report. He is questionable right now versus the New Orleans Saints. I'm, you know, more than likely he's going to play. He's had productive weeks so far. Last week he had the 103 rushing yards. He did not score a touchdown. It would have made his week a lot better. Maybe people would have calmed down. But everyone's still nervous, which is deserved. Because obviously, like, since his, you know, one or two seasons of being the best running back or, you know, fantasy PPR player in the league, he's obviously had issues. So hopefully he gets to come back and continue this week and help Kyle win. I mean, I really don't care who wins or loses because you're all losing to me anyways. I digress. Jordan has Cooper Cup playing Arizona. Arizona's defense has looked absolutely abysmal. I can I expect Cooper Cup 
to continue his reign this year as a number one wide receiver. Joe Burrow, as we talked about earlier, Cincinnati Bengals against the New York Jets. Joe Burrow should have a get-right week against the New York Jets. Take his opportunities. I mean, the New York Jets are just a terrible franchise, terrible team. If there's ever a time to, you know, right the ship, it's this week. If the Jets win this week, I'm all in. The Bengals are trash, and they are one and done. You know, like one of those, um, one of those songs, you know, One Hit Wonders. There you go. Then you got Tyreek Hill versus Buffalo. This should be a high-scoring game. I am going to the game, and I am very, very excited. To be honest, I'm actually super scared. To me, this is like a, a must-win game for the Dolphins. You know, like this is this game, right, is a trendsetter. Like this is a tone setter for the Miami Dolphins. If we win this game, this shuts up so many doubters, so many haters, and puts so much confidence into this team that it's going to be hard to knock us off our pedestal. And if we lose, it better be a close one. If we get blown out, if we get manhandled, barring injuries, barring anything crazy, right? Because, you know, like last year, Tua got hurt in his first five minutes against the fucking Bills. To me, that 35-0, to zero, I don't even remember what the score. I'm pretty sure maybe we scored at the end. I really don't remember, and I'm not going to look it up because it doesn't matter. We got embarrassed. But Tua did not play for three and three quarters of that game, right? If Tua plays this whole game and we lose by anything less than three or by less than, like, a score, it's it's really embarrassing, and it really shows the league and it shows the NFL fan base that maybe we're not ready yet. But if we win this game... Because after last week, there were still haters, and there's still doubters. And there's always going to be haters and doubters, Virgil. Then it's going to be hard to defend. So hopefully, and I really do hope, and I really do think that we're going to be a tough opponent. But if our defense doesn't show up the way they did not show up week two, it's going to be tough for Tua. But I believe in our defense. Our defense is, is not... A joke. We need to show up. And I'm hoping that we will. I'm going to put these haters to rest. Sorry on that uh, little sidetrack here. And then Jordan has Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's playing the New York Giants. That's a rivalry in the division. Ezekiel Elliott has not started out the season strong. If anything, he started out super weak. At least fantasy-wise. I don't think week two that he was, you know, a bad running back. He definitely did his job. The Cowboys won their game. They beat the Bengals. So this this week is kind of like a deciding factor for Jordan and for other fantasy owners of Ezekiel Elliott. Because if I own Zeke and I don't own him in any leagues, the only way I would have took him is if he fell to me in the third round. If Zeke does not perform well this week, it's time to move on. You know, and unfortunately for you guys, I make podcasts and I kind of put these players on blast where uh, 
you know, it's like it's like how I talked about in the last episode of the episode before that I had DJ Moore, and it was last episode. But I have DJ Moore, and I don't believe in him, and, you know, he only had three receptions, but one of them turned to a touchdown, so he had a decent week fantasy-wise, and I tried to offer him to you. You know you're going to say no, at least if you've been listening. So, Jordan, you better hope that Zeke pops off because no one's going to take Ezekiel Elliott because all I've had to say about Ezekiel Elliott is how bad he has been. And if he's bad now, we ain't getting better later. Maybe two, three, four more weeks until Dak Prescott comes back. Jerry Jones says that Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott should have a quarterback battle. Maybe to Jerry, it's his way to, you know, motivate Dak Prescott. To me, he's saying he gave up on Dak. Same way he gave up on Tony Romo in his last season. (laughs) R.I.P. Ezekiel Elliott. Well, that does it for the matchup review, you know, preview of this week for our fantasy football league. Listen, guys, this is an open call. Whoever's willing, whoever's ready, let me know. Come over. We can do an interview. We can talk. You can defend your team. You can tell me how wrong I am. That's that's all I really want. I don't care. I, I'm not going to refuse you if you disagree with me. It was fun having Luigi here last week. I I wish that I could have somebody here every week. We talked about it. Everyone said how good of an idea it was, but nobody's really reaching out to me and willing to do it. It's here. I got my mic. I got the soundboard. I got the laptop. It doesn't take that much. But anyways, guys, this has been episode seven, the week three review, preview, whatever the hell the officials would call it. But I ain't official enough to really care. Two for one, all day, every day. We change the menu once again. Come in, get these gridiron nachos. And this is the last episode I'm going to make before the Dolphins play the Bills. And let me just tell you right now, it's fins up all day, every day. See you next time. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're all Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami.